Hey guys, welcome back to Real Sex Talk with Honey. Today is another um, installment of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's the book that I am reading for the Erotic Bedtime Stories on Patreon. So, yeah, if you want to hear the whole installment, you're going to have to go to my Patreon page. The link is in the description. All right, guys. It's also in my email. If you email me when I reply, it'll be in there, as well as on my Twitter account. All right, guys, you can email me at honeyshive62 at gmail.com. I'm just going to get right into the story. I will read the last uh, few sentences where we left off last time, the end of chapter three. He's staring into my eyes, and I hold his anxious, burning gaze for a moment, or maybe it's forever. But eventually, my attention is drawn to his beautiful mouth. And for the first time in 21 years, I want to be kissed. I want to feel his mouth on mine. Kiss me, damn it. I implore him, but I can't move. I'm paralyzed with a strange, unfamiliar need, completely captivated, captivated by him. I'm staring at Christian Gray's mouth, mesmerized, and he's looking down at me, his gaze hooded, his eyes darkening. His, he's breathing harder than usual, and I've stopped breathing altogether. I'm in your arms. Kiss me, please. He closes his eyes, takes a deep breath, and shakes his head as if in answer to my silent question. When he opens his eyes again, it's with some new purpose, a steely resolve. Anastasia, you should steer clear of me. I'm not the man for you, he whispers. What? Where is this coming from? Surely I should be the judge of that. I frown and my head swims with rejection. Breathe, Anastasia, breathe. I'm going to stand you up and let you go, he says quietly and gently pushes me away. Adrenaline has spiked through my body from the near miss with the cyclist or the heady proximity to Christian, leaving me wired and weak. No, my psyche screams as he pulls away, leaving me bereft. He has his hands on my shoulders, holding me at arm's length, carefully watching my reactions. And the only thing I can think is that I wanted to be kissed. Made it pretty damn obvious, and he didn't do it. He doesn't want me. He really doesn't want me. I have royally screwed up the coffee morning. I've got this. I breathe, finding my voice. Thank you. I'm awash with humiliation. How could I have misread the situation between us so utterly? I need to get away from him. For what? He frowns. He hasn't taken his hands off me. For saving me. That idiot was riding the wrong way. I'm glad I was here. I shudder to think what could have happened to you. Do you want to come sit down in the hotel for a moment? He releases me, his hands by his sides. And I'm standing in front of him feeling like a fool. With a shake, I clear my head. I just want to go. All my vague, unarticulated hopes have been dashed. He doesn't want me. What was I thinking? I scold myself. What would Christian Gray want with you? My subconscious mocks me. I wrap my arms around myself and turn to face the road and note with relief that the green man has appeared. I quickly make my way across, conscious that Gray is behind me. Outside the hotel, I turn briefly to face him but cannot look him in the eye. Thanks for the tea and doing the photo shoot, I murmur. Anastasia, I... He stops, and the anguish in his voice demands my attention. 
I peer unwillingly up at him. His gray eyes are bleak as he runs his hand through his hair. He looks torn, frustrated, his expression stark. All his careful control has evaporated. What, Christian? I snap irritably after he says nothing. I just want to go. I need to take my fragile, wounded pride away and somehow nurse it back to health. Good luck with your exams, he says. Huh? This is why he looks so desolate? This is the big send-off? Just to wish me luck in my exams? Thanks. I can't disguise my sarcasm in my voice. Goodbye, Mr. Gray. I, I turn on my heel, vaguely amazed that I don't trip, and without giving him a second glance, I stride down the sidewalk towards the underground garage. Once underneath the dark, cold concrete of the garage, with its bleak, fluorescent light, I lean against the wall and put my head in my hands. What was I thinking? Unbidden and unwelcome tears pull in my eyes. Why am I crying? I sink to the ground, angry at myself for this senseless reaction. Drawing up my knees, I fold in on myself, wanting to make myself as small as possible. Perhaps this nonsensical pain will be smaller the smaller I am. Placing my head on my knees, I let my irrational tears fall unrestrained. I'm crying over the loss of something I never had. How ridiculous. Mourning something that never was, my dashed hopes and dreams. I've never been on the receiving end of rejection. Okay, so I was always one of the last to be picked for basketball or volleyball, but I understood that. Running and doing something else at the same time, like bouncing or throwing a ball, is not my thing. I am a serious liability in any sporting field. Romantically, though, I've never put myself out there, ever. A lifetime of insecurity. I'm too pale. I'm too 